Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Junkyard Dogcast, a breaking news edition of the Junkyard Dogcast. Jordan Hill. We have the whole crew with us today, Kip Adams and Benjamin Wolk, and uh, quite a bit to discuss today, but the biggest piece of information, the news coming out of Kirby Smart's press conference following Georgia's second scrimmage of fall camp. Georgia has a quarterback. It will be junior quarterback Carson Beck getting the start on September 2nd against UT Martin. Uh, you know, I don't know that, uh, and we will get into each of our thoughts on Carson. Not necessarily a big surprise. You know, he was the favorite coming out of G-Day to win the job, the oldest of the three scholarship quarterbacks there. Uh, but he will officially get that start against the Skyhawks in Sanford Stadium on September 2nd. Uh, and we are just going to sort of do a roundtable about the news, sort of what we think and some of our expectations going in to the start of the 2023 season. So, Kip, I'm going to start with you. First off, happy birthday. Uh, good luck. Oh, thanks. He happy gets birthday, a little bit. Kip. Um, well, you know, overall, uh, the news shouldn't come as a surprise. It's a little different for Kirby. But, you know, Kirby's been known to not do things the exact same every year. So us expecting things to go a certain way uh, is a recipe for disaster on our end. I think, you know, He's learning every single year, and I think, you know, he felt that he needs to go ahead and, and, uh, you know, get his guy. And and as I said, when we were drafting uh, our breakout guys, let it rip, I think. And and that's what Carson Beck needs. I I think, you know, as far as getting those first team reps, having the full confidence support, not only of the coaching staff, but the team. And also just knowing that he's the one that's furthest along as far as just having command of an offense that asks a lot of its quarterback it all kind of made sense and something we all kind of felt was going to happen since G day. So the fact that it happens, you know, before the season starts, even before conference play starts, isn't a huge shock, uh, you know, and I think that you look at Carson Beck's journey uh, with these quarterbacks, it's, it's interesting. This is kind of one of those rare three quarterbacks developing in a system quarterback battle that, you know, we're used to seeing maybe a decade ago, but now it's kind of rare. And so, Carson, 
could have been the guy in 2020. You know, Jamie Newman, JT Daniels show up as as transfers. Things change real quickly, and then you know he was a, a trainer leaking news away from you know maybe starting uh, against UAB. So it, it's it's been a journey for him, and I, I think he's earned it by kind of showing that you know he is the guy that just is the most comfortable to to run this offense. Ben, uh, what are your thoughts hearing that uh, we know for sure that number 15 is going to be the one starting when Georgia opens the season? Well, my first thought is that Kip wanted to make sure to plug that he took him in his breakout draft. You know, uh, you know, the number one the way, team in the country starting quarterback. What a, what a shocking breakout opportunity. Um, but my big takeaway from it, honestly, was – and, you know, Jordan, we had been talking a little bit before Kirby's press conference that we thought it was possible that there that something like this could be coming. I was sort of surprised with how he revealed it. Like, I wasn't at the press conference with you, so I'd love to know what your take on this is. But he opened up for comments. He made some comments about some of the people that were in attendance for the practice. And then I think it was like two questions, maybe three questions in. There was It was sort of an innocuous question about just the quarterback situation and what it's like, like ha- handling it. And he was just like, oh, yeah, I mean, Carson Beck's going to be the starting quarterback. And the way that he relayed it almost tells you how obvious it's been that Carson was going to be the starting quarterback, that it's almost like I can dance around this. I can do the thing that people assume Kirby Smart's going to do where I don't tell you who the quarterback's going to be to leave the mystery up. But I think he realized – Carson's been getting the number one reps. Anybody who's been at spring practices, summer workouts, when they talk about where it's trending, everybody said that Carson Beck was going to be the starting quarterback. So I don't think anybody's surprised with the news, but I just found it notable that Kirby was almost just like, oh yeah, I mean, Carson Beck's going to be the starting quarterback. And the almost flippancy with which he said it made me realize like, all right, he feels very confident in what he has in Carson and the separation that he's created in terms of exactly what Kirby said, his understanding of the offense. And that's what Kirby always goes back to. Who's going to put Georgia in the best position to win? Who understands how to operate within the constructs of Georgia's offense? That's always what he's going to default to in terms of who he wants to choose to be the starting quarterback. And it seems with at least the way that he announced it, that there were really no doubts in his mind who that was going to be. And so I think that's a good message to send to Georgia fans, I guess, coming into the season. I know he's not really trying to send messages to Georgia fans. He's sending it more to his team. But I think that fans will probably be happy to know, all right, this is our guy. This is who is going to be starting week one. And there's not any song and dance that you have to play around that like there may have been in years past. Yeah, I thought it would be a good idea to read some of that quote. Now, Kirby was asked basically how different fall camp is in a year like this where you've got different guys vying for that starting job compared to say like last year when you had Stetson, you knew he was going to be the guy. And uh, so Kirby's full quote. Yeah, there's a difference. I mean, last year Stetson was our starting quarterback, you know, Carson Beck is going to be our starting quarterback. I mean, he immediately goes into it. Uh, he's done the best job. We communicated that earlier in the week to the other quarterbacks and we've kind of been operating that way. And the other guys have done a tremendous job in terms of competing and they're going to continue to do that. You know, We haven't said anything in terms of who the second quarterback is or how those reps are going to be divvied up, but Carson is ahead of the other guys in terms of what he understands about the offense. I'll be honest with you, I was really impressed with the other two quarterbacks throughout camp, how far they've come in terms of improvement. Coach Bobo has done a great job with those guys, and they both made a lot of plays with their feet and done some good things. Carson's been in the offense for a year over one of them, he's talking about Brock Vandergriff, and two over Gunnar Stockton. He's just ahead, so he'll be our starting quarterback. As far as the other guys, I'm excited to see those guys hopefully have an opportunity to play, compete. 
they'll be able to go with the ones here in the next two weeks some and get more reps and figure out even if we have a two, you know, who's that going to be and how it's going to go further. Um, so, yeah, I mean, to Ben's point, he really wasn't asked. He was not, you know, hey, have you guys made a decision on quarterback? It was not a uh, really pointed question in that way, and he decided to go ahead and say, look, Carson is our guy. And I'll give credit to Ben. We threw this on the board earlier that uh, Ben had heard that Carson looked pretty good in the Saturday scrimmage, Georgia's second scrimmage of fall camp. From what I've heard, it sounds like he had a big play to Dom Lovett. Um, that was one of the bigger plays of the afternoon. And uh, we were talking about this. You know, I think given the circumstances, um, you know, all due respect to Georgia's competition, but I don't think this happens if Georgia's open the season against an Oregon or even if they had Oklahoma in week two, I think that they probably kind of ride this thing out a little bit more. Um, but when you're playing UT Martin, you have a good feel for what this is going to be. Um, and you, you like what you've seen from Carson Beck. I think that it made perfect sense for him to do this, especially when he did. Had he not said something today, I would have anticipated that he probably would have announced the Monday of the UT Martin game, even if the team already knew, you know, coming out in the media and saying that Carson is going to be the guy. Uh, just looking at that battle and what how it's played out, um, I'm not surprised that this was the outcome. You know, I thought coming out of G-Day, Carson was very clearly, um, you know, the, the number one guy between he and Brock Vandergriff. I thought Brock pressed some uh, in that scrimmage, and I thought it set up a situation where, you know, the ball was in Carson's court. If he struggled, um, you know, in fall camp, if maybe he didn't lead the right way um, from what they were looking for in offseason workouts and, and everything like that, maybe Brock would have an opportunity to pounce. Um, but from all indications, it seems like Carson did what he had to do. I mean, that he put himself in a good position to handle that job. Um, they trust him to do it. Now he's going to get his opportunity. And uh, looking forward to once we are in – Game week, I'm going to have a story on Carson. I've talked to some of his high school coaches, you know, and brought up the fact um, that how often do you see a guy like Carson Beck uh, in 2023? He's a guy that's waited his turn. You know, like Kip had mentioned, it looked like at one point, okay, JT Daniels is hurt. He's going to step in and start. Doesn't play out that way. All of a sudden, Stetson gets it, and we all know what happened from there. Um, but, you know, he, he kept his nose to the grindstone and wound up, uh, staying at Georgia, which, again, we don't see that a ton these days. Um, and now he's getting his opportunity. Now it's sort of up to him to take advantage of it and see what he can do with it. Yeah, and to that point, it like it makes me wonder whether he's laid the blueprint for how these other quarterbacks are going to operate. Like, seeing that you can wait your turn. I mean, we don't know what this season's going to look like for Carson Beck yet, but you hear people talk about – him like a guy that could be a one and done possibility as a, as a starting quarterback. And if George is able to have Carson Beck go out, have a Heisman caliber type of season, make a national championship run like they have in the past, like it can lay the groundwork for a guy like Brock Vandergriff, for a guy like Gunnar Stockton. The quarterback room gets busy. It feels like you're not going to get your opportunities. But if you wait, you will have the opportunity to go one and done, maybe be a high draft pick. So I think this is a big year in, in a weird way from like a quarterback retention standpoint and what it means for the future of the position based on how Carson's able to prove what waiting around at Georgia can do for you. And Kip, before we take a quick break, I want to ask you, do you anticipate seeing any movement before the season? I, I would anticipate we see all three scholarship quarterbacks stay put. I don't know how much sense it makes uh, to leave right before the season, but what do you expect to see with these guys going into the season? 
And that has been kind of the biggest question mark of this camp. We kind of knew that Carson Beck had the edge to be the starting quarterback going into camp. And we've seen some ebbs and flows, you know, early on in camp, Carson Beck, you know, kind of struggled a bit, but again, we, we see that in every fall camp because the defense usually uh, comes out out of the gate being the, the strength and practice. But, you know, once they put on pads, you know, Carson kind of took over and, and edged ahead, but, we also heard, you know, Brock Vandegrift having really, really good practice sessions, but then also Gunnar Stockton showing advanced command of the offense as well. That's kind of the big storyline now. Just like Carson Beck last year, who's going to get, who's going to be the number two quarterback? And you mentioned those early games. Just because Carson Beck's named the starter, you're going to see multiple quarterbacks playing in these games. You know, they want to get them experienced. You want to take advantage of what should be games where Georgia gets out ahead early and allows its backups to play, uh, I'm interested to see. You know, is it Gunnar Stockton coming out second? Is it Brock Vandegrift? Uh, obviously, that that could say a lot as far as maybe which quarterback, uh, you know, stays with the team after this season is over. So uh, that's kind of the big storyline going forward is not only which quarterback comes in next, but, you know, how long of a, a leash is, is Carson going to have? You know, maybe if he has, you know, has a couple errant throws, bad decisions, uh, you know, dare I say turns the ball over, Kirby Smart's not a big fan of that. I mean, you got to protect that football if you're going to be in command of Kirby Smart's offense. And even though Stetson Bennett, you know, was a little bit of a gunslinger, still did a pretty good job uh, doing that during his time at Georgia. So if Carson Beck happens to struggle against, you know, uh, South Carolina or Auburn, you know, how much leeway is Kirby Smart going to give him? And yeah, who's the next guy? That's still a huge storyline and really has been the bigger storyline in, in fall camp as far as quarterbacks. We kind of knew Carson Beck was going to earn that job eventually. No way of knowing when that was going to happen. So uh, I'm interested in seeing. Uh, and obviously it's it's huge for recruiting if you can have a guy stay in your program multiple years and then, you know, become, a, you know, not just a starter, but but shine. You know, under a new offensive coordinator, Mike Bobo, who's got the best skill players he's ever had, the best offensive line he's ever had, uh, has a chance to to really, you know, put his resume out there as, as being uh, a quarterback developer. So uh, a lot of big storylines there, but the backup quarterback job now kind of moves to the forefront uh, of just simply looking at that quarterback position for Georgia this season. Kip, did you just try and bench Carson back the day that he got named the starter publicly? As soon as you're named the starter, you're already, already the most hated person on the team. So, uh, I mean, I would just go ahead and get him out in front of that. Yeah. And, I mean, now the message boards are already talking about, you know, uh, what game does he get replaced? And, and you know, <laughs> we already have users that have already, you know, picked which guy is going to be the, you know, the starter for, for the second half of this season. When is that Jalen Hurts to a moment going to happen for Georgia? So you got to go ahead and get those storylines out there, but you know, so you could say that you said it first. <laughs> Shout out Macho. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, we are going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and just talk a little bit about expectations with Carson Beck being the starting quarterback. 
Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, everybody. Well, I'll start with you, Kip. What do you expect to see from Carson Beck as the starting quarterback? We know he's got plenty of pieces on the offense around him, very deep receiver room, Brock Bowers and company. What do you think it looks like with Carson Beck being uh, the trigger man of this offense, being that quarterback and seeing what he can do behind center? Well, even though, uh, you know, I already talked about his his replacement happening during the season, uh, I, I think it, I have to go ahead and say that the Carson Beck's definitely up to the task here. And, you know, the the big question mark for him is he hasn't been pushed whenever, uh, you know, Georgia is not well ahead in moments where they need him to lead them to victory. Um, he's done well. Last season was kind of a breakout for him when he came in the game, played really well, but those were games where Georgia was, you know, in a very, very good spot as far as the scoreboard's concerned. What's going to happen if, you know, this year's Missouri game happens and they're, you know, they're down 10 points in the fourth quarter, if that even happens in this season. But at some point, you know, you're bound to have some adversity. How does he handle that? That's just the main question. As far as talent, uh, the arm talent's there. I, I think as far as just the intelligence, knowledge of the offense, he's got everything he needs. And I think he is set up really well to have a big year. And I mean, as far as like numbers go, I mean, over 3,000 yards as well. Well, it, you know, in his means, over 30 touchdowns could happen. It's just as far as making decisions with that football, you know, making throws that he thinks he can make in tight windows that, you know, those windows might close as soon as he lets go of the ball. He's got to anticipate and make really good decisions with the ball. That's kind of the one aspect of his game, knowing that he he can throw the ball anywhere he wants to on the field. You got to know when to do that and, and when to make the start smart choice with the football, whether that's to tuck and run or to throw it, you know, out of bounds. So that's kind of that one question mark with him. But as far as talent goes, uh, I, he's up for the challenge and was one of the best quarterbacks coming out of high school. That junior, his junior season was incredible leading, you know, a school to a state championship that really had no business being there. And so you look at that taping, you know, that he is one of the most, you know, talented quarterbacks in the country. Yeah. Excited to write about that, uh, working on a profile for a couple of days before that season opener. Uh, ben, what about you? What are your expectations? What do you uh, anticipate we're going to see with Carson Beck as the quarterback for the Bulldogs? Yeah, and I've said this before. I can't remember if I've said it on here or not, so I apologize if I'm repeating myself to Georgia fans. But I think that when Georgia is winning all of their battles, like, you know, I think 
when you're winning your battles up front, when your receivers are winning their battles, I think that this Georgia offense is going to be as good or better than any offense that we've seen in the, in the Kirby smart era. Um, you know, I think that Carson Beck has that skill set to when things are going right. And Georgia's, like I said, all of their position groups are winning all of their various assignments on a play. He's going to exploit the defense and he's going to push the ball down the field. Georgia's weapons are as good as, any group, especially depth-wise, that Georgia has had in the Kirby Smart era. My big question is, when things don't go right, right, when a play breaks down, I think about the like the third and eight in the Tennessee game where missed assignment up front, Stetson gets pushed out outright, he goes to the pylon, he scores a touchdown. Stetson's escapability got Georgia out of a lot of issues over the last two years. And because people were infighting for so long about whether Stetson should even have been the quarterback, I think they lost sight of what he brought to an offense that a lot of other quarterbacks just aren't able to bring physically to another offense. I mean, what he was able to do athletically was different. He's able to get you out of trouble. So my big question is, what does Carson Beck look like when you start to get into trouble? Is Does he make the right play? Does he do something boneheaded? I'm not, I'm not going to Kip's level of trying to bench him yet, but I am curious to know, what does it look like when – you know, your offensive line doesn't win theirs, doesn't, or they miss an assignment, or they don't win their battles up front. How do you get Georgia out of trouble? That's the question that I think will define, is Carson Beck that Heisman caliber type of guy, or is he just going to be a really serviceable quarterback for Georgia? I lean toward him being a front runner to end up in New York. I mean, that's really how I view him in terms of everything that I've heard about him. And I, I put this in a notebook, but I'll just tell this story. And I, I didn't mention who it was in the notebook, but I'll mention it here. I was at a seven on seven in Birmingham earlier this year. And Luke Cromenhope, the Florida State quarterback commit from from Savannah, he works out with Denny Thompson down in Jacksonville, where Carson Beck works out with him, the quarterback coach. He works out with Anthony Richardson, worked out with him as well. And I was just sitting there watching Luke's team play and I didn't even realize I was sitting next to his dad at the time but we just got talking about ball and random things and when he found out that I covered Georgia he immediately stopped everything that we'd been talking about and said oh my gosh Carson Beck is the real deal I mean and this is a guy has no reason to issue compliments to Carson Beck he has no reason to be positive about what's going to be happening in Athens but he has seen him up close he said he'd been to spring practices and he said it was obvious then with the reps that people were getting that Carson was going to be the guy and it was only a matter of time. But when you start to hear people that see him up close that have sons that are going to be big time college quarterbacks as well. And they hear Carson or, you know, hear that I'm covering Georgia and just want to be like, Carson Beck is, is really that guy. It was, that was probably my first moment where I said, okay, this isn't just internal buzz. This isn't just people in Athens wanting to feel optimistic about what's going to be happening at quarterback for Georgia. This is, Carson Beck is now three years progressed from where we have really, you know, seen him at the high school level. And I really do think that he's going to be exceptional for Georgia this year. I think he's got an opportunity to Ben's point to really shine in this offense. And I think, you know, having um, the time he spent around Mike Bobo, even when he was an analyst, and I'm sure that this offseason in particular has been really helpful in sort of getting ahead uh, getting you know his head wrapped around what he's stepping into and what he's going to be doing. And I will just say, to sort of sum up my thoughts on it, I'm really intrigued who we sort of see 
become that go-to receiver? I mean, the obvious options would be Brock Bowers and Lab McConkey, but maybe not. You know, maybe Dom Lovett. We've heard a good bit about him, and like I mentioned earlier, sounds like he performed well in the second scrimmage. You know, who else sort of gets in that mix? Maybe Arian Smith. I think about two G days ago, the very first play Carson had, 60-yard bomb. I believe that might have been a flea flicker. Um, and hit Arian Smith um, on a big play. So that's sort of what fascinates me. I think he'll do well. It's sort of what I want to see, you know, from the guys around him, who he really relies on, especially early in this season as he sort of gets his wings under him. All right, guys, any parting thoughts uh, from Ben or Kip uh, before we wrap up this episode? I think right now you you have to – Think about Mike Bobo taking advantage of what he has in Carson Beck. You, you're, you're talking about last season and what Stetson Bennett was able to do to extend plays. I think Kirby Smart spent probably most of the last two seasons telling everyone, you know, that that's why he's the starter, guys. He could he could do things that other quarterbacks can't do. Like this is what he brings to the table. You know, he he actually you know, increases the the margin for error in our offense when things break down because of his escapability. But with Carson Beck, what he can do in that aspect is push the ball down the field better. And, and if you're Mike Bobo, you take pressure off of Carson Beck by actually having an offense that takes advantage of that skill set and pushes the ball down the field because Georgia's offense early on under Kirby Smart, the issue was, you know, the safeties were able to kind of creep toward the line of scrimmage and because there was no deep threat, there was no downfield threat. There was no after the, you know, yards after the catch threat. Uh, it was kind of a dink and dunk offense. And so now you have the arm talent that Carson Beck brings to the table. The great, the great thing you can do as far as just making it easier for that offensive line to protect what is, you know, a pocket passer is to have an explosive offense that keeps everyone on their heels. And I, I think that's kind of the key right now. And, it, and it's up for, you know, Mike Bobo to unlock. I think he's done well in that regard in the past. And I think even using, you know, what's basically Todd Monken's offense augmented to, to what he wants to do. I think that's exactly what you can do with a guy like Brock Bowers, uh, a, you know, knock on wood, healthy Arian Smith. You've, you've uh, Dominic Lovett, who we've all heard is just, you know, been lights out really in camp uh, the last couple of weeks. You've got some weapons there to where you can really take advantage of Carson's uh, arm talent and, and keep defensive backs and and pass rushers, you know, you know, on their heels. And it should make things easier for him as well as a strong running game. You, you got to be unpredictable out there. That's the key to Georgia's offense. It's been the key the last couple of seasons is that you don't know what they're going to do in any, any given down. So when you have a quarterback who might not set, you know, the 40-yard dash on fire, uh, his arm talent can still make up for that and, and keep, uh, you know, everyone wondering what they're going to do next. And that is going to be the key to this season under Carson Beck. Ben, uh, any parting thoughts? No, I mean, I just can. I'm a little surprised with how Kirby just revealed the news. It's just it felt different. You you would know better than I, Jordan, just because you are in there more regularly. But it just surprised me the fact that he just decided to let that information go. And I'm not trying to say he's slipping a little bit either, but he even made some comments about like I'm excited or hopeful. Like I think he said I'm excited to see how they look or something to that effect about the second string guys, like about Brock and Gunner. And I I don't think he was necessarily implying this, but 
UT Martin, obviously Ball State, UAB. Like, I think that he thinks that he's going to get to see what some of these guys do in game action. So I'm not saying he was insinuating that these guys are going to get some looks in games, but it felt like he was almost hinting at that. So I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe Kirby's off his game here in fall camp. Yeah, he needs to get those reps in for sure. <laughs> uh, when Before we get out of here, I wanted to read a few comments. Several go dogs in the comments. Jeff Haddock on Facebook says congrats to Carson. Uh, Lexus M. Gailey with a shout out to Duval saying uh, Carson showing out. I'm sure that everybody down in Jacksonville is very excited. My favorite comment, Daryl McDaniel, September 2nd. Boys, believe it or not, we will be there before you know it. We'll get a chance to see what Carson Beck and the rest of the Bulldogs are able to do. So we're going to wrap up this episode right there. Appreciate Kip on his birthday popping on. Happy birthday, Kip. Hope you're able to enjoy this day. Ben, for uh, tagging on after a very busy day, a busy few days of high school coverage. Uh, recommend everybody go to Dogs 24-7. A lot of content uh, out of high school football this weekend and also from what Kirby Smart had to say after the second scrimmage for Georgia. So we're going to wrap it up right there. Appreciate everyone who tuned in live, everyone listening to this after the fact. Until next time, take care, everybody. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.